Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning, Brother Pilgrim. And now, after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for April 3rd, 2020. Once again, good morning, fellow pilgrims. As we journey along this road that our country and the world is facing with the epidemic, we continue to just hold one another up before the Lord Jesus and invite him to somehow be glorified in this which the enemy has brought upon the world. We don't blame God for this, but God can sure use it. And we as the body of Christ come together and say, Father, we release our lives and our, our past, our present, and our future into your hands. For you are the eternal one. And we trust you and we have faith in you. In Jesus' name. I want to continue. I lest the last podcast, I was talking about the 24th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, where the, uh, the apostles had been told by the Lord Jesus to wait. I'll read it again at the end of the 24th chapter. He says, Repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. And I kind of jumped ahead a little and said, you know that church in the in uh, Jerusalem kind of got, I don't know if I would call it uh, Nicolaitanized, but somehow they didn't go out into all the world. And God had to allow what they call the diaspora, the persecution to come to get them out of the city and about the work of God. But it's, they're also told to wait in the city until they receive the Holy Spirit. Well, in the seventh chapter of John, long before this time, Jesus is in the temple on the great day of the feast, and he says this in the 37th verse of John 7. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If any man's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were, do you get that, were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And the amazing thing about that is when you go back to that Luke 24 that I read, he says the very same thing. He said, now wait in the city. Now let's just jump over for a moment to the first chapter of the book of Acts. And in the first chapter of the book of Acts, I love what Luke, who was the author, of course, of Acts as well as the gospel, he writes this. The first account... Luke, writing in Acts 1.1, that I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach 
until the day when he was taken up after he had been led by the Holy Spirit and given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. That's what we had just read about, remember, in that 24th chapter of Luke. He says, now wait in the city for the Spirit. Wait, wait, wait. To these he presented himself alive after his suffering, and by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days, and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. And gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father has promised, which he said, You heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know times or epochs, which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you shall receive power when, do you hear that? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost, remotest parts of the earth. And then he vanishes from them. Well, they all come together and they're the upper room, about 120 of them. And uh, I'm going to pick it up now in the 15th verse of that, fifth, of that first chapter. And at this time, Peter stood up in the midst of the brethren, a gathering of about 120 persons, and said, Brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David, concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. Well, I think that's true. I think that's good. But then Peter kind of goes on. Uh, he has uh, counted up, for he was counted among us and received his portion in this ministry. Verse 18. Now this man acquired a field with the price of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all who were living in Jerusalem, so that in their own language, that field was called Hakadama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his homestead be made desolate, and let no man dwell in it, and his office let another man take. Now he's pretty well all right till this point. And then he does what Jesus had told them not to do. He doesn't wait. He presumes. And that is a tremendous teaching for us all through our Christian lives. God can say things, and there's a timing in all things in God. Listen to what happens next with Peter in verse 21. After he reads this script, the scripture which says, His office let another man take. Somebody should replace Judas. And then he says, quote, It is therefore necessary that of the men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John, until the day that he was taken from us, one of these should become a witness with us of his resurrection. Well, now, wait a minute. Jesus told them to wait. He's not waiting. Well, he goes on. And they called forward two men, Joseph called Barnabas, 
who was also called Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, who knowest the hearts of all men, show which one of these thou hast chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go his own way. And they drew lots for him, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Oh, this just makes me want to catch my breath. I can see myself and my humanity probably doing the same kind of thing. We've got to do this. We've got to fulfill this prophecy, this word, that his office has got to be taken. They throw lots. That's throwing dice. Does that sound like the leading of the Holy Spirit? But I'm telling you that many people still up to this day won't wait on the Lord. And then, after they say that he's going to be the one who's numbered now among the twelve, verse 1 of chapter 2 of Acts, And when the day of Pentecost had come, and they were all together in one place, suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were bewildered because they were each one hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and marveled, saying, Why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, districts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both from Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them in our own tongues speaking of the mighty deeds of God. And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others were mocking and saying they're full of wine. And Peter, taking a stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words, for these men are not drunk, as you suppose. For it is only the third hour of the day, but this is what I've spoken through the prophet Joel. And he's quoted, The point in reading that to you is to let you realize God wanted to use Peter. Peter was going to be a leader among the brethren, but he didn't wait. But now he waits. And the issue is, after he gives the prophecy of being fulfilled, and then about Jesus being delivered up and performing wonders, how he was nailed to the cross, and then what David says about him, and then at the close to the end of that chapter, he says, They knew that God had sworn with an oath to seat one of his descendants upon his throne. 
and Jesus is raised up again, of which we're all witnesses. So Peter receives the Spirit. You know, oftentimes I somehow think that we down to this day think that when we get filled with the Holy Spirit or have an experience with the Holy Spirit, that there's a kind of perfection that enters. And that's just not true. We have to grow up and let the Spirit teach us the ways of God. Going back down to the seventh chapter of John, which I want to kind of close for as we close out this portion on the Nicolaitan heresy, which is the two-tieredness that would plague the New Testament and the church for years and years. In the fifth chapter of John's Gospel, after Jesus uh, had been teaching, the Scriptures record this. For this cause, verse 18 of John 5, the Jews who were seeking all the more to kill him because he said he was not only was breaking this, because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. And Jesus therefore answered and said, Truly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. Now that's how you and I can learn to live by the Spirit. And Peter has to learn that. He heard the words of Jesus to wait, but he didn't. And then the Lord fulfills his word, and Peter gets it the second time. How many times is it going to take you and I sometimes to hear the word of God? Because what he's after is for the same way that he was uh, governed by the Holy Spirit, you and I can be governed in the same way. Now we're going to continue down the years, or hopefully years, the weeks and the months in our podcast, talking more, more about being delivered from that Nicolaitan heresy, which is to conquer and to control the laity, and they live that two-year, two-tiered Christianity. We're going to see that disappear in the body of Christ in our day. And we're going to see the bride of Christ rise. Laity, clergy, all one, simple servants of the kingdom of God. Whether I'm a servant as a bricklayer, as a shepherd, as a prophet, as an evangelist, as a cook, it doesn't make any difference. Each one, there is no secular and sacred. There's one, the body of Christ. And he who is greatest among you must be the servant of all. Well, there's much more to talk about this. And I just ask the Holy Spirit to help us as we go on in the New Testament and into the book of Acts to see what God is after in his church and what he's after in this day because I find myself praying, Maranatha, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. The gospel of the kingdom is now being preached again all over the world. And it's not been preached for centuries. Being saved has been, ministry of the spirit has been, it's even been called the full gospel and it isn't the full gospel. The full gospel is the preaching the rule and the reign of God on earth. 
So let me close this portion by praying the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. He prefaced it with these words, Your Heavenly Father already knows what you need before you pray. Therefore, in other words, because that's true, pray like this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. God bless the body of Christ, the church, the bride, the beautiful bride of Christ, where we're all equal and all servants of the King of Kings. Amen and amen. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.